to Aligned Mama Podcast. We're your hosts, Samantha Kapsick and Nikki Trout. And we're partnering up because we know motherhood is hard. Like really, really hard. (laughs) Really hard. (laughs) Get ready to equip yourself with practical tips and strategies to tackle daily trials, along with insights from expert guest speakers and relatable stories from other moms just like you. Join us weekly for advice, inspiring stories, and a supportive community of moms navigating the joys and challenges of motherhood together. Welcome back, mamas. Today we're going to be talking with Nikki about taking back control. This is going to be the first um, podcast of a three-part series. The three-part series is going to be overcoming the overwhelm. This is for anyone that's ever felt like you're just stuck in a place where everything is hard and you feel like you're just drowning in life. And sometimes when we get that way, we just feel like we don't even know where to start. So we hope that this series will help to give you some insight, some hope, shift your perspective, and help you to get the inspiration and motivation to get things back on track that are in your control. Okay, so Nikki, this is a very um, topic that's very close to your heart. I know that you've been in a season. This is a new season for you. Um, So why don't you just kind of like tell us what made you hit the breaking point of having to take back control in the first place? Yeah, this is a topic I'm very passionate about. Um, Of course, um, things led, or I I would say things started in 2019 when Sadie had cancer, and then, you know, just there was a whirlwind of life events and hardships, and then also COVID happened, and then after that, I had two miscarriages. Um, So yeah, there was just a lot of things that happened um, in a, you know, span of four to five years. So this year, um, in 2023, Sadie finally rang that bell. I had just, you know, dreamed of that for so many years. So four years after she was diagnosed, she rang the bell. And I feel like 2023 has been a pivotal pivotal year for me. Um, And so I've actually been that mom that lost control of things. I lost sight on, you know, even myself or um, prioritizing the right things in life. I let things go. And, you know, maybe you're not like me letting certain things go. Maybe you lost control of your eating habits in your body or your, you know, your mental health or even having friendships or who knows what it is in life. But I'm going to walk you through some things that I don't know. It's, it's like it hit me this year that, Hey, if I feel like I'm losing it, I do have some level of control. I can pray about it. Number one. And then I can also change things in the situation. I'm the mom, I'm the adult here. So, um, it's been a good transition for me. So I'll walk you through a few things that, that I did that hopefully might inspire you. Again, it might be a different thing for you, but it might inspire you to say, whoa, stop, let's put on the brakes and let's just change what's happening here. Awesome. Okay. So what was your first step? Also, you are, your family is just so involved in baseball and you have lots of games and lots of tournaments. And I know coming from our family is not that involved in sports, but this year, we have, um, my son is doing soccer and just the one kid in a sport has been a little overwhelming and, you know, exhausting. So kind of tell us like where you started with all this and what was your first steps? Yeah. So, um, I'll touch on baseball here soon. I think that's kind of what I'm in the midst of right now, trying to figure out and pivot with. 
Um, but prior to that, I would say last year in 2022, I, and I know I've mentioned this before, I was so sick of seeing, and it was always clean laundry, but so sick of seeing four to five piles of laundry on my carpet floor. And at one point I was like, Nikki, what are you doing? Like take control of it, like do something different or how hard really is the laundry. So from there on out, for the most part, I will take the 10 to 12 minutes and when the laundry comes out of the dryer, I'm going to do it and put it away almost right away, almost every time. Okay. Also though, really quick, I'm going to pause you because um, we have to also realize like what's your level of putting away laundry. Um, so, you know, if you're raised where how I was raised, where everything has to be completely wrinkle free and completely perfect and prim and proper. Um, I know that's not how you do it. And I think we have to take in consideration if you're drowning in laundry, um, maybe lower your standards a little bit, like put away is better than, you know, the piles or like stressing yourself out because you can't do it a hundred percent perfect. You can always, I use a lot of wrinkle release. (laughs) So kind of tell us your, your process there. Yes, I will walk you through it. So I'm pretty um, programmed every day I wake up and I'm like, is there something in the dryer or do I need to throw something in the wash? And so when I go in the boys room or in our um, room, we all each of us um, have our own hamper. Well, Eric and I share and then the boys have their own hamper. And so when that gets full, then I put it out in the hallway. So say I don't have time to just throw it in right now or say there's something already in the washer. It is in the hallway. I cannot literally walk down my hallway without stepping around it and it being in the way and reminding me that, oh, hey, you got to get this done. And so at some point in the day when I'm ready to do it or able to, I go and I throw it in and then get whatever out of the dryer if it's there and literally throw it on my, well, and I also, if say it's been sitting in the dryer for a few hours, say I was out and about, I will return it on for four or five minutes, get it hot. That way we can really reduce the wrinkles. Um, So, and yes, I am not um, super OCD a type when it comes to laundry. I am with some things, but not that. And so one of the things that also helps us when you have kids, um, when you have a family of five socks gets crazy. Um, so for example, in our room, we have a dresser. And so I have my bras in one drawer. I have my socks in another drawer and, um, underwear and whatnot. Same with my husband. So when I get the laundry out of the dryer, I make sure it's hot. So it's not wrinkled, dump it on my bed or on my floor. And I, Right away, um, I um, take every shirt and every pair of pants and I like um, put it down flat on the ground so that it's not going to be wrinkled and it's ready to be hung. Or, and I'm also sifting through and seeing the socks and underwear and all of that, and I am throwing it in a certain pile in an area of the room and I can just go bam, 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 bam. And my laundry is pretty much done in 10 to 12 minutes all put away because of that. And I am not folding my underwear. What's the point for me? And I'm not putting the socks together because... We are, um, we have just a few pairs of socks, I would say, or a few types of socks. So I just put it in the drawer and it's very easy to match because we don't have 84,000 pairs of unmatched socks. So it is a very efficient system if you're not able to, um, keep up with the laundry. Love that. Um, and yeah, you have, you know, all your boys have the same socks. So, so, so that makes it super easy. We did that too. Okay. So, um, what was your second step in taking back control? So, um, I also want to just share that sometimes as a mom, we make decisions. Um, we decided to let our dogs mate and, um, one of our dogs is nine years old and we just thought his legacy should move on and he has papers. Sometimes I feel like it's okay to stop and think before you make these decisions. 
you know, in the moment sometimes, oh, it sounds good. But I almost think as women, we really need to stop before like we just jump into something or, oh, the kids really want to, okay, we'll say yes, we'll figure it out. I think there's a time when we say, okay, hold on, let me take a pause and let me see what that might look like. Well, this summer when, you know, things were starting to get good, Sadie ring her bell, I had nine puppies actually the week of her bell ringing when I was going to host a house of hundreds of people. And it was very stressful, so stressful. And then I had the puppies until we had to sell them and get them their shots and all those things. And I, I really felt like a zookeeper. So, and then also I told people, I was like, because Sadie is a little bit lower vision, I think it would be really neat to train a dog for her. So when she's out and about or at the ballpark, I'm not going to have to worry about her as much going and getting lost and not being able to find me. Well, again, it's like, why did I commit to that? And we honestly haven't done any training, but it's like I committed to that and I wouldn't like leave it. And to train a dog and to keep up with that is thousands of dollars and so much time. So while it sounds good on paper, is it practical? So fast forward, the dog she picked, I'm like out of breath today. I don't know why. (laughs) It's because I'm passionate about this. So fast forward a few months, she picked the one dog she picked up out of a litter of nine was a dog with a serious illness. So then we're like, well, we're training a dog. We're committed. So let's just keep a spare dog. So we ended up keeping two puppies. Fast forward, they started bringing ticks in the house. I mean, it, it just like all my peace went away. Not only were we busy with baseball and life and homeschooling Sadie and doing Samantha, what you and I are doing, but then we had these dogs that were getting lost in the woods, bringing in ticks in the house. And literally I lost all sanity. Yes, and I don't know if you mentioned they're German Shepherds. So they are big dogs, and they are hairy dogs. And then on top of it, um, who knew that ticks laid so many babies? They brought a tick in, or we don't know who it was, but someone brought a tick in, and the tick laid babies in the couch. And ticks have 1,000 to 5,000 babies, so there's just thousands of little baby ticks. So craziness. Yeah, and embarrassment too. And even Samantha, I know you so well, but one day we came home, we were planning to do some sort of work and we come in and I'm like, what are all these things on the floor right in front of Buckeye's cage? And sure enough, it was, that was the first hatching. It actually happened twice, if you can believe it or not. But it was so embarrassing. Like, you know, I'm a mom, I'm supposed to be a good steward of the home and all these things. And I have bugs in my house. And it just was so embarrassing, which I know you didn't care but I, again, is just like, I almost just lost it. And if it's not that, they're peeing or pooping somewhere. And, or you have four dogs, you have a herd of dogs following you. And German Shepherds love their people. They follow you into the bathroom. Four of them follow you, trip you down the hall, scratch your ankles as you walk. So that I, I, was one of the things that almost got me this year. So at one, there was one weekend and who knows, it was probably before my period, the way things go. I was just like, I am literally done. And it was after the last tick episode. I just told my husband, I am literally done. And even though we don't have a good income coming in on my end yet, just because of what Samantha and I have decided to do, I paid a big amount of money and did some things. So my advice to you here is maybe it's a lesson learned. Maybe I feel like it's an epiphany like, oh, yeah, Nikki, like think, Nikki, think. Do things that if you're going to make these decisions or you're going to stick them out, but you've lost all sanity, you are the adult here. This is your home. You can change it or you can alter things. So what I did for the dogs and then the chickens, because the morning routine is chaotic, you wake up, you try to do your Bible reading, you get yourself together, 
you have to pick out Sadie's clothes because you're getting three um, kids out of the door by 6.45 in the morning, packing lunches, making breakfast, making sure their water's there, making sure the dogs are fed and all the chickens. And it just was like, oh my gosh, it's too much. So um, with the dogs, what we did was we ended up getting an invisible fence so that they can no longer go back into the woods and come back into the house, bring in more ticks. We did do the um, internal flea and take medicine. I didn't, I thought they were too young to get it, but they're not. So we did that. And my dad sourced some fencing from work. So we did that. So we have a big like pen outside and Eric made a cute little dog house that matches our house. So now we can, in the morning, what Eric does for me to help me is he gets up and he feeds the puppies and then he puts them out in the pen and I don't get them until I come back during the day. And so what else did we do? So one of the puppies used to spill the whole huge bowl of water on the floor every single day, literally. And I, again, was like, cringe. Um, and I have three kids. I'm busy. And so I looked on Amazon. Sure enough, there's a no-spill water bowl. We picked one up. It was like $17. It hasn't spilled one time since then. I should have known about this thing. Yeah. Lastly, we got a robo-vacuum. Um, one of the women from uh, Classical Conversations she said that she keeps her house really tidy and she has two of them. And I was like, oh, those don't work. I have one. And it just like gets stuck on the carpet. And she was like, oh, no, this one is great. So this robo vacuum, I'm, we're not getting sponsored by them. <laughs> but every time in the morning I wake up at 6 a.m., it goes off and it has perfect lines in the carpet. You notice those yeah. today. Yeah. And my house is perfectly uh, swept every day. So no more hair bunnies, du like dust bunnies on the ground. I can walk and I don't feel crumbs. What a godsend for $300, and I got it on sale. Um, so those are some of the things I've implemented with the dogs to, again, have sanity. And, again, I've just, like, there's been a weight lifted off my shoulders. And then lastly, for the chickens, we got a big feeder outside where I can put a 50-pound bag in under their coop instead of going and feeding them every day along with a bigger water jug. I love that, yeah. Um, and I think, too, something that I had to um, – like remind myself is because I know that I've told you before, like I out yes myself to death. Like my husband will always be like, Samantha, you only have 24 hours and you're volunteering for everything. Um, but I think sometimes as women, we don't realize or like to think into consideration. So like, just for an example, say you commit to, um, you know, a women's event or something. So it's, we think of it as just like, oh, Tuesday night from 630 to 830, but also you have to like back up. And so now what I've been training myself to do is like, what other commitments are there to that? So for me, it's, I need to make sure that dinner's ready ahead of time. I need to make sure the kids, like, is my husband going to be home in time or, you know, all that stuff. Or like, say you have a birthday party you're going to, you know, you're going to have to, um, get the present. And so like scheduling out all the little stuff ahead of time, like if you have to bring an appetizer, so you have to put that on the grocery list or, um, you know, cook the, the, appetizer or whatever like breaking out the steps because it's usually not just a yes commitment to that one thing or that small time slot we think oh it's no big deal but you have to think like what are all the prior commitments to get me there you know so I think that for me that's something that I has really helped me is over you know overcoming my crazy schedule is like pausing like you said and really thinking out those decisions and not just our hearts want to say yes to everything I feel like especially women when you have a tender heart but you know really like thinking it through yeah that's so good 
Yeah, just a pause um, to just think strategically, like act like this is your business, your household is your business. And I really like that. Um, I have one more part of this to share. Um, and I'm sure there's other things that I've done over the years. But again, if, if we've lost sight on something, we can do things to make things um, go more smoothly and to feel better and maybe get some peace back in our life. So this is more of a sensitive subject to me, but I'm going to go for it and I'm going to try to do it um, very ob- objectively and also just with my heart too. So I am a mother of two boys that are heavy into baseball, travel baseball. And my husband coaches both teams. They are 11 and 14 years old. And what that means is, say in the spring and the summer months, um, the boys and Eric are gone four nights a week for at least two hours, plus drive time and talk time because my husband's the coach, and plus phone calls when he gets home. It's pretty much the whole night um, during that week, those weeks. And then um, with the level of play these days and the seriousness of it, the competitiveness of it, and what I consider is just keeping up with the Joneses, sadly, um, they're playing almost every weekend, or at least it feels that way. And if they're not playing, then that's when we're catching up trying to do other things. And, oh, of course, we have four birthday parties that weekend. So the sanity, the peace really just goes out the window, sadly, for moms, at least, um, because, you know, my husband's able to coach and engage, and there's a lot on his shoulders when he does that. It's not easy, but he gets to go there and focus on one thing. And I, you know, for from the mother or the woman's perspective, you know, I'm thinking of, hey, how am I going to feed my family? Okay, Sadie had cancer, she had radiation, and I'm supposed to be working on this organic garden and all these things, and I'm not able to. Um, so I almost feel like um, just a sense of overwhelm sometimes because we're at the baseball field sometimes Friday night, all day Saturday, and all day Sunday, and I'm missing church. And again, um, we're spending too much money out because, well, I haven't really had time to pack things. And if you pack things, that means you have to unpack a lot of stuff. And it's just kind of chaotic for that season. Yeah, definitely. It's a toll and not just like, I mean, physical exhaustion, I feel like, and mental exhaustion. And then you're running around chasing Sadie. Um, And then, you know, for us right now with my son in soccer, I'm like stressing out because I'm not getting the sight words done with my daughter and vice versa. So it's like you want to be there for one kid, but you have other kids too. And it's just, it is a hard balance. And um, for me personally, if I don't get a couple nights a week that we just have like some downtime and you really feel it. And then you're talking about going into full on weekends of complete go, go, go. So it's like, okay, where's the Sabbath? Where's the rest in that? And over the years, you know, that can be taxing. (laughs) Yeah. And I, um, you know, it might've gotten more on a personal level with me. You know, I had Sadie, so, you know, our kids, our boys were out of the young years, you know, they were, you know, at least seven years old when we had Sadie. So I had to go back to like being the mom of the little kid that has to stand and watch her, you know, child either try to walk or just, you know, helicopter monitor, you know, while the game's going, while every other parent is sitting there enjoying their nice afternoon, sitting there and talking to like their peers. And she has cancer on top of that. So not just a walking baby, but a baby going through chemo and radiation and, you know, the worries of all that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and that's why it's sensitive for me because, you know, I had to, you know, they say top stressors in your life is having a baby, like a new job, building a house, all that. We did all of that in a year. And, and I think there's another one that I'm missing. Oh, a sick child. So 
you know, here I am um, not being able to attend the games, being separated from my family because Eric, you know, had great intentions of making sure that the boy still had a somewhat normal life throughout it. So there was many years that I had to be, you know, quarantined with her. So I might show up and I might be at the end of, you know, uh, uh, you know, the field or whatever, not where anyone can be, you know, close to Sadie. So there was many moments of isolation. And also, if you don't have a sick child, if you're sitting there watching your child all day, you know, it is isolating because unless there's another mom there with another little child, um, you just, I forgot that happened, you know, having my kids be so old. So it was a very isolating season. It was a really hard season. And then when Sadie got through the majority of it and we were able to like basically show back up, it seems like life moved on without us. Like all the friends on the team, the parents were made, secured, and I just kind of like came back and was trying to like fit in. And then my husband's so busy when he's coaching, he's not really able to acknowledge that I'm there. So it did hurt, you know, not that there was any bad intentions from my peers or Eric, but it it just was a very solitude time, which is interesting. That's what I think maybe God put me through that so that I would feel that hurt again in order to do what we're doing, Samantha, you know, to say like we need community, we need friendships, we need support and all of those things. Um, So fast forward to now. Um, I feel like it's one of those things that I need to find peace in my life again, but I'm struggling with saying no and not attending a game here or there, which will have anywhere from, what, 10 to 12 games a weekend sometimes. And it's hard for me to walk away and say, I'm not going to attend one because I need to, you know, go grocery shopping or do some things around the house. And I'm struggling with keeping up with what I consider like the baseball mom Joneses. I feel different now. And I'm like, you know, Nobody talks about this, that that's so hard for us moms, keeping all this together and keeping the home together while we're never home. And so, uh, you know, that's kind of the current season that I'm in. Uh, yeah, that's a lot. I didn't know that was 10 to 12 games. Holy moly. Yeah. That's all. That's crazy. You're probably like, I'm over here at the gym like, oh, we have another game. And you're like, oh, wow, one game. <laughs> big whoop-de-doo <laughs> no um yeah that is a whole lot in yeah of every aspect of that I mean this is exhausting it really is um and then I'm to the point where I'm just sitting back and even it was I think it was late last year we had some friends come in town Eric was in Colorado and I remember talking to our friends Seth and Angie and just telling them about my life. And I was like, well, I guess it's just like the Proverbs 31 woman. Not that I was her, but, you know, she was busy. She she was up before the sunrise and arose and, you know, went the last to go to bed and kept herself busy and doing these things for their her family. And they literally, and they're, you know, Christians and just really, I feel like close to God, always in the word. They looked at me and they were both like, Nikki, no, like you're supposed to have peace. Yes, you're supposed to be busy and do a good, you know, amount of, you know, work and things for your family, but you're not supposed to not have peace. Actually, there's something missing for you. So that, that impacted me a lot. And I talked to Eric when he got home and he was like, okay, back down your hours. Like, what do you need to do? And he was very supportive there. Um, And so that's what I did at that point, back down my hours. And then fast forward to this year, baseball season came hot and heavy again in the spring and summer. And again, it's like I lost all sense of peace. I was totally off balance. And I feel like the priorities of which were in my mind of God, family, 
and your health, like you're feeding your kids. I feel like that's so important to me. And then baseball and all these things, but I feel like it went, went like God, baseball, family for me. Yeah, that's a lot. And that's a lot on your marriage too. just not having that downtime together. Not even, I mean, heck, me and Jonathan have like for the last couple of years been trying to get you guys to go to the lake and um, because we, we love the lake in the summertime. That's kind of our thing. And um, I mean, literally for two years, they're like, we have baseball and we're like, you're never going to be able to come to the lake with us, <laughs> you know? So that's got to be really hard. And then probably in all honesty, the one weekend that they have free, they're not going to want to go to the lake. They probably just right. want to be lazy on the couch. Um, but yeah, that's, that's hard on family time and your marriage and, um, just bonding. I mean, does it feel like you're just kind of passing each other sometimes? I would say totally. Um, I do think we have a strong marriage despite it all, thank God. But yes, I think sadly we're so used to it that it's almost all we know. And any chance we get, like I'm always like, hey, let's just go run to Dollar General to be like a date, you know, like any little thing. So yeah, sadly, I think we're used to it, but I'm not necessarily saying it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, I think, well, what happened last weekend was something, it was such a different thing for me. And I'm still shocked I did it, but it was amazing. I know, you know, I told you about this, Samantha. I am proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so um, Ty was playing a tournament at a different field, about 20 minutes away from Cleet. Ty, um, they lost, so they were done. Cleet started playing, but I could have gotten there. I could have gotten there late to see his championship game. Well, he's got championship games a lot, <laughs> but nobody ever misses. And I was like, even though I'm running around, we haven't even fed Sadie an actual meal and our budget's tight. We don't even like, whatever, we're just going to keep winging it. So I stopped myself and I was like, you know what? I'm going to get there late. And what if I go to the grocery store and I check some of these boxes, get my laundry done get a meal cooked and we can like actually sit down and have a meal when they get home. And so I did, I stopped what I think is like the norm or going with the stream of like what I'm supposed to do, which was hard because I felt guilty about it, but I did it. And the kids came home like, well, Eric and Cleet came home. They had a great meal. I had the house clean. Um, it just was peaceful versus if I would have gone there, we would have drove back several cars. I would have been like, Hey, we have nothing for dinner, then we either would have a spent money we shouldn't out and ate things we absolutely shouldn't be, especially for Sadie. And then I would have felt guilty. And then we would have been coming home, running around like, do this, do that. Let's get ready for bed. Instead, I changed the whole um, atmosphere, the dynamic of the night. And it just, it I don't know, it was such a change and such a woe moment for me. Yeah. And to have that piece and probably you guys don't sit at the table like around as a family very often so you know to have that some of um you know best family time is just sitting around just being silly chatting whatever so um yeah that's very much I think needed and you know some could say like which I don't think hardly anybody would say this but like oh you missed a game or want to go down that route or on the other hand, really, you're being the better mom for everyone, you know. Right. And when you're showing up for a tournament game, which, again, they have them all the time. So it's not like this huge thing for their kids. Like, their kids are, like, used to this. So we're not talking, like, that one, you know, your kid hasn't played sports ever and it's their first tournament game and you're skipping that. We're talking a family that 
it's a, a norm for them. Um, but you're being the better mom overall, not just, you know, in that moment, if you would have showed up, you would have been there for Cleet, but you were still there for Cleet and everyone else. And you're giving yourself peace and rest and setting up your week and your whole family's week for success. Um, because I know the feeling like if you feel like you're a little caught up for the week, it just sets the tone of that week. And you don't feel like you're being um, proactive instead of reactive, which I think is huge. Um, and so overall, you're you're being a better, in that moment, you're being a better wife and you're being a better mother for everyone. Yeah, that's so good. Um, and I often think about, you know, what about the single moms that are trying to juggle these things or you know, what, it, you know, sport. And then also, I guess there's the perspective of families that don't do sports. And yet I know many friends that have like looked at me in the eye and have said like, oh, I'm, I just feel so guilty. We just don't do those things. But should you feel guilty? It, I don't think it has to be for everyone. Maybe it is for my family for, for whatever reason. And I do think there's benefits of it for sure. I just think the moderation needs to be there. But I don't necessarily think if your kid is not in a sport that you're a bad parent. Like sometimes there's, you know, you have like um, some people can go to the lake and they can do all these things or go to the zoo and maybe spend more time with their family or maybe they have these little hobbies that they do. So I think on the flip side of me feeling overwhelmed and guilty and like I'm just like mismanaging all this. I can't figure this out. Why is this so hard for me? Why does it feel so much harder for me when I'm looking at these other moms? They look like they just have it all together. And on the flip side, you know, there's the moms that aren't doing it that are so stressed about it too. I, I just hate that. Yeah, I think it's just perspective because we've definitely been the family that for a while we didn't do sports. We're in that now. But, um, you know, and there is the guilt and then it's like, Vice versa, like you said, like, what are, you know, what am I teaching? I do think sports are important. That's why I wanted my son. He's a freshman. And so I'm like, all right, get on a team and really feel that team, you know, building that whole like we're a team and working together type of thing, I think is very valuable and the self-discipline. Um, and I think that there's a lot of times that we might see moms or uh, families and we think that they have it all together or maybe they do love it, but you know, deep down, like if you looked behind the scenes, you know, they're just as exhausted or they have um, one of their plates is falling. I always envision like life is, you know, those, I don't know what they're called, the the like acrobats that have the big, huge chopsticks that have are spinning the plates. And so I always envision myself like everything in my life is a plate and trying to spin it. And like, okay, so like if you pick up a new plate, you know, some, some people might be able to spin eight plates. Some people might only be able to spin two plates and that's okay. We're all at different levels. Um, but every time you pick up something new, it's like, okay, can I actually do a ninth plate or is what, what plate's going to fall and drop and like crash to the ground? Um, so we, we don't know what plates are crashing to the ground behind the scenes for them, you know? Yeah, that's so good. Usually if you're good at something, you know, you're going to let things fall off or not be good at other things too. It's like, and I know many women go through, it's like, you know that, but yet you're, you trick yourself into thinking, no, they have it all together, you know? So I'm here to, um, stand up against the grain today. Um, just like what I did last weekend and say, you know what? I think sports are good. Like, um, Samantha said, you know, they learn accountability. They learn a great work ethic. Even when they're not feeling good, they need to show up and play all these good things. But on the flip side, we're missing holidays. 
we're missing family time and the priority is a little bit flipped. So I'm just standing up today and saying, okay, what can I be doing? What should I be doing to feel a little bit more sense of peace and to make sure that my priority list is in the right order? That way all my kids are evenly taken care of. I actually get some peace because you know what? I need that in order to be a better mom, a happier mom on all of these things. So I've been telling a few of my friends, like Samantha, okay, you can be my accountability partner. When the spring and the summer season comes, you're going to have to, like, Nikki, just check in. How are you doing? You know, what have you given up? You know, are you, are you missing a game here or there? That way you can take care of the garden, which is a higher priority. You know, you can stay at home and watch the game on Game Changer and whatnot, but what are you doing to stay accountable to, you know, what you know to be like, it's like, again, you know in your head to be the right thing to do, but are you getting pulled in the in the Joneses in the guilt direction and you are you falling back into that trap? Also, like, we have to remember as moms and as women, um, a lot of times we'll put ourselves last and you're the head of, or our husbands are the head of the household, but, you know, we're the, like... CEO, like the person running the behind the scenes. And so um, if our mental health and if we're just drowning, that is not good for our kids either. When we're just feeling like, you know, just like everything's falling apart and we just can't catch a break or catch our breath. Um, and then the moments that we do have with our kid to spend that time with, your mind's off in a thousand different places and you're not even being present and enjoying the moment. So I think a lot of times we have to like, have a, you know, talk with ourselves. Like if it was our best friend, what would be the advice that I would give? Because I'm going to give Nikki different advice, you know, than I give myself. Normally we push ourselves and keep saying, oh, it's fine. I shouldn't be this and like push everything under the rug. But if it was Nikki talking to me, I'd be like, girl, that is a lot. Like you got to slow down. You got to do something. You got to take control back. Um, You know, so I think we have to remind ourselves to treat ourselves like, our best friend and to check in on our own mental health. Mm -hmm. So Samantha, what other areas do you think as an example, again, these are my examples of what I've really struggled with, what I've, you know, reached out, I've taken back a little bit of control and, you know, very have thought of each of them more strategically in order to, again, bring more peace and more balance in my life. So what other areas for moms, for women out there, do you think that they've lost control of that they can stop today and say, wait a minute, pushing pause, what should I be doing to change? Um, I definitely, for me, it was my health. Um, So I think that as a lot of moms, we let that go. We let the, you know, you start to gain weight, you fall into that depression, um, all of that, and that spirals, and we have to, you you can go back and listen to the previous podcast on um, what I did to get out of that. Um, second, I think that they let their house go. And so, um, you know, we hear that saying all the time, like, oh, enjoy them while they're little. And just, I would clean less and stuff. And we've talked about that. Um, but you have to do that within a balance and to a healthy extent, because if you, if your house is so bad and you feel like you're drowning so much in laundry and the dishes are piling up so bad that you just like, it's unfunctionable and like, you're just running around like, you know, and you're just in that rat race where you're just like never caught up. Like, okay, we have to stop and like take control. So for me, you know, I was in a season where my, I felt like that with, was with my house. And so I had to say, okay, if anything, I am going to 
at least get a load of laundry done. And at the time, it was not getting put away, but at least it's clean laundry. So that way I can like spray some wrinkle release on it and, you know, put kids in clean clothes versus that if it's dirty, then it's really bad if you're running around late for school. Um, And then running the dishwasher or like making sure the dishes were done. And even if I once heard this um, girl talking and she said that she had this pile of dishes and it was like she was in extreme depression and she was, her therapist was like, what's the most pressing thing for you right now? And she's like, as silly as it sounds, that load of dishes in my sink. And he's like, well, why don't you just put it in the dishwasher and run it? And she's like, well, it really needs to be scrubbed. And he's like, okay, run the dishwasher two times, three times, four times, whatever you got to do to get it done. And she was like, I had never thought to run the dishwasher more than once. And that's kind of my theory with dishes. My husband is one of those clean every speck off of the dishes before it goes in there. And I'm more of like, eh, it'll be okay. Like, get it in there. If it comes out dirty, we can rewash it, you know? Like, just get it done so we have something. Um, And then third, I think a lot of people let your marriage go. And I think all of these things are – it's so much easier to come back and to fix things, you know, it's so much easier to lose five pounds than 55 pounds. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so much easier to do five loads of laundry versus 25 loads of laundry. And same with our marriage. It's so much easier to fix it the sooner that we take action and take control. And so, you know, a lot of times I think women are drowning in motherhood and kids are little and you're touched out and all these things, but your marriage is suffering. And so um, we just have to, you know, be that, that bigger person in the moment and say like, okay, well, is my marriage worth me humbling myself? And right. even if he might not deserve it, I don't know, everyone's situation's different. Um, you might feel hurt, like he's hurt you and that he should say sorry or whatever. But sometimes we need to humble ourselves and just say, hey, I'm going to take this step to take control of my marriage before I let it go like way far, you know? <clears throat> yeah, that's good too. Yeah. Even, you know, there's many husbands out there um, that, you know, I, I have some friends, you know, their husband's out playing golf and doing all these things. And again, it's like, okay, put push the brakes and say, hey, listen, this is what I need from you. And a lot of times when you're able to have that good conversation, it might not change overnight. But, you know, at least, you know, and, and there's, there's submissive wives, wives to a detriment, I would say. And then there's very strong-willed wives also to a detriment. So, you know, it is a partnership. You know, um, we're supposed to honor our husbands and they're supposed to love us and all of these things. So I do think that is a good piece of advice, Samantha. You know, another thing too, we, we have idols in our lives, you know, whether it's like the perfect body and you're foregoing your family and your priority list of what you know you should be doing because you're at the gym and you're getting your nails done and you're shopping for clothes, or maybe you're a career woman and you've gotten this far. And I, I was wrapped up into that for about 10 years and it's like who I was, it was my identity and I, I like reordered the priority list because, well, you know, I was making killer money and I was succeeding in all these things. And, you know, there was a one, there was a point and it was like, stop, you know, let me like think about this. I'm like, for going this family time, I'm never going to get this back. So again, there's so many things there's so many areas that you can push pause on or your finances. Why do you have to have that nice car? Yes, it's, it feels good. It makes you look good. You know, our pride gets in the way sometimes. But do you really necessarily need that or to buy those clothes or do all of these things if the finances, which is a priority, right? You have to be good stewards of your money. So there's so many areas that we could, you know, go down rabbit holes on. And um, we just want to reach you and say, hey, is there something that you just feel overwhelmed with 
or you're really upset about, is there something that you could do and go against the grain sometimes, which we know it's hard, but is there something that you can do that might change the situation? And then likely, if you start doing this, you talk to some of your friends and they're like, wow, okay, like she's doing it. So yeah, I, I've always felt that way, but I've never said it. And then sometimes all it takes is one person to stand up and say those things. And then all of a sudden, all these other women feel normal and they start doing it too. So it's okay to break the mold. Yeah, you might, this podcast might release and all the moms are going to be like, thank the Lord, I'm so sick of 12 games a weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Goodness. Um, No, but yeah, definitely um, just, you know, if you're feeling that way, just pausing and knowing, I think that you are always in control of something. There's always something that you can do or change or, you know, whether it's perspective shift or whatever, we always have control of something in our lives. That's so good. I know, Samantha, you're going to make us end with the what's for dinner. Um, I do. I was going to do a roast today, but I didn't get to it. (laughs) So that's what was for dinner. Now I can maybe put it in the pressure cooker later. So I might do that. But Samantha, what is for dinner at your place? Oh, I don't know. Actually, I haven't thought about dinner today. So I have some chicken. You know, I don't know. Maybe we'll do. I think that's your always like, uh, what do you just call it? Your <laughs> my go-to. Yes. <laughs> I can't think of simple words. <laughs> maybe we'll your do, fallback. I know. Maybe we'll do tacos. Maybe tacos. Tacos. I hope I don't have tomatoes. You got any tomatoes? Yeah, you can have some. Okay. Okay. Tacos. <laughs> I was planned. I knew that this morning. <laughs> All right, moms. Well, we hope you got something out of today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening in. See you next time. Thanks for listening to another Align Mama podcast. We hope you found value in today's topic. For more mama resources, go to alignedmamas.com, follow us on social, and join our Aligned Mamas community Facebook group to connect with other moms just like you. We'd like to hear from you. Have a podcast topic? Want to get in touch with us? Want to share your story as a guest? Email us at alignedmamas at gmail.com. See you next time. I can see through my feelings now. I can see clear through my mind. And the secrets to shut my eyes.